Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, hey. Hey there, welcome in to Popcorn and Beers, where some use tomatoes and others use thumbs. We use the stuff that gets you drunk. Welcome in bright and early in America and uh, getting towards football time here in England. But we're not here to talk sports. That's a different program on this network. I am joined by Jordan. Hello. And I am joined by Josh. <laughs> All right. So, as always, we're going to let you guys know what we were watching this week. And hopefully we can give you some ideas of what to catch up on. Or if you're bored. Or maybe you just watch something while you're eating breakfast. All right. So, I watched... Something unusual, a little out of character, but you know, I just want to, I want to uh, expand our uh, topics. You know, keep everyone interested. So I watched RRR, Roar. which I guess translates to loosely to Rise, Roar, Revolt. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going. I'm going to be vague as to not mischaracterize or any like cultural underlying themes or concepts in the movie. And I'm also not going to try to attempt to pronounce any names because I'm going to butcher them. Yeah. Um, So it's an Indian movie. Uh, I believe it's in Hindi or something. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like Hindi, not knowing how to pronounce language. Hindi is the national language. You're good. Uh, Okay. Uh, it's mostly dubbed over in English, uh, but with some actual English dialogue because um, the overarching conflict is the British occupation of India, mm. kind of all the atrocities and things that went along with that. Go gentle because so, we do have British listeners. Okay. Yeah. Well, they know what they did. <laughs> yeah, they, they know what they did. Fairly regular British listeners, actually. One I'm going to shout out as we go forward. But definitely one that listens to every episode. But yeah, it's a so movie. How, We're talking about a movie. <laughs> how about those crown jewels, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's about the British occupation of India? Yes. Um, so half of the characters mostly the bad ones um in between their their snarling and uh spewing of hatred in the movie they they do speak english so it's not all subtitles and mm. and 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 hindi and all that um so our almost superhuman protagonist uh is out to rescue a girl from his village from her british captors and our equally almost superhuman antagonist is an indian officer for the british military with his own kind of hidden agenda. Ooh, so a traitor. Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, yeah, secret uh, motivations and backdoor deals and stuff. You're a traitor to our people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The singing and dancing was not for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, hardly ever is. Uh, seems like it seems almost like a parody of American action films uh, with its like really over the top sequences and the visual effects were terrible, but kind of in a good way. Um, I, I watched the movie with like a really bewildered look on my face the whole time. <laughs> kind of like I'm gonna, I'll try to replicate it. It's kind of like. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that looks right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. so, once in a while you go, oh, and then oh, that face. okay. <laughs> Uh, it got a lot of laughs at the absurdity and the cheesiness of it, though. Uh, apparently, this movie is insanely popular internationally and has some award wins and nominations and stuff. I was really struggling through it, but I slowly kind of found myself entertained the, lo- the longer I watched. Like, I wanted to bail uh, during, like, the heavy exposition and, like, the scene mm. dancing and stuff. But yep. that kind of tapered away and they started to really get into some good action and storyline. So yeah, I, I stayed in it and I, I was happy. I was kind of happy. I did, you know, um, being a foreign film and out of respect for it, staying true to the culture, loyal to the soil, if you will, okay. uh, while pushing the boundaries of Indian cinema, I'm going to actually give it a popcorn and a beer. One bit pop and one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. worth putting in the Rolodex. Right. And what else? This, this is a good one. I watched Dog. Okay. D-O-G. Dog. Never heard uh, of that. So last week you were talking about, I think it was during during show, you talked about how a lot of these movies like Due Date and, you know, where they got to travel across. Yeah. Point A to point B with the passenger that's, you know, a, a pesky passenger. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of came from our drunk classic this week, Plane, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, this yeah. is Plane, Trains, and Automobiles with the dog. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Our, so our main guy is played by Channing Tatum, uh, who's he's in a, a military, I think he's an army ranger. Okay. His name is Briggs, which is the most cliche army guy name. Can we retire Briggs? Briggs. Lieutenant, Briggs. Lieutenant Briggs. Briggs. Joseph like, Briggs. Like, uh, lethal Weapon. Richard Briggs. Like Lethal Weapon. Riggs. Riggs. Jack Briggs. Briggs. <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum has the best delivery, I think, of anyone when calling someone a bitch. It's just really funny. <laughs> really? He says it very uh, blasé and just – but he's like a tough guy, so it's just like it hits. Okay. Like, yeah, I enjoy that. Um. I have a good line from the movie I found hilarious. So he's talking to the dog. The whole plot is he has to take the dog from point A to point B because the dog has PTSD and no one can deal with it. Nobody wants to adopt it. So they're essentially going to put it down after he takes it to his owner's funeral. Okay. Mm. So he's talking to the dog in the back seat about how they're going to put him down when he's, when he gets to his destination. And Jenny Tatum says, I just wouldn't want some bullshit ass injection like you're going to have. I mean, it's not like you got a choice in the matter, but it's just not a warrior's death. I'd probably steal a prop plane, fly that bitch right into the sun till the engines froze out, and then I'd swan dive right out of the cockpit and laugh my ass all the way to Valhalla. Good <laughs> <Little> line. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so it's got a it's got a Bill Burr cameo, which is always good. Love nice. Bill Burr. Yeah, it's Bill Burr. Hilarious. Of course, he's playing a cop. He's always playing some. Uh, iteration of or variation of a cop a fireman uh the empire security you know. yeah, yeah, empire yeah exactly security. <laughs> he's, he's typecast for sure he's got that face uh, though he's got that yeah boston yeah. boston cop face <laughs> mm-hmm. hey buddy what are you doing there uh, quick PSA though: there yeah. are no racist dogs, just pseudo-racist institutions. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, take that uh, for what it's worth. Uh, how you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's lighthearted, the right amount of sappiness. Uh, movies that are about dogs always try to just destroy you. Yeah, it's rude. Yeah. Bro. This one, but this Make one had good emotional. humor. Yeah, it just tries to like just ruin your week. Uh, mm-hmm. but this one had enough humor to keep it enjoyable. Mm. Okay. It, 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 it was pretty lighthearted. Nice. Um, relatively short and quick paced to the point. Popcorn, two beers. Popping two. Yeah. Poppin All right, Josh, what about you? Oh, buddy. Well, uh, I got a list because, you know, I missed last week. So I got a few things that I watched, just more than usual at least. But I'm going to run through them quick. Um, because of District Nine, I went and saw Elysium. You know, same team more or less, and oh, sci-fi. Neil Blomkamp. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot Blancamp. to write that. But um, okay, so you got uh, Elysium. It was, good. It was a pop, popcorn one. It was really cool with the special effects and like their. Te- it's always cool when you see someone put their own style of design on <laughs> what's in the future. Like the the exosuits were like kind of custom. Yeah, you haven't seen anything quite like that in something else. You know. You've seen exosuits, but not like that version. That kind of thing. They put their own stylistic uh, bits on them. That's, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mad Max, I saw that. The one with um, Tom Hardy and Charlize. Um, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a popcorn and three beers. I strongly suggest you watch it in black yeah. and white as well. It really pops. It was made to be black and white. So it's like intentionally um, uh, stimulating, I guess, when you watch it in black and white. Because it's just... The heavy contrast of everything. It's, it's just a beautifully shot film. That's going to be a timeless Hall of Famer. That was all the Oscars it won, right? Was due yeah, to how it was so shot, good. cinematography, mm-hmm. set design, costume design. Like, literally, everything yeah. that you got from that movie was because it was shot in a certain way. Yeah, shot so wonderfully. The cuts were so beautiful. Mean, they sped up and slowed the stuff down. Not in a, a Justice League sort of 300 way. But um, was that Zach mm. is it Snyder? Snyder, um, mm-hmm. not like that. But like just the way they f- they fiddled with the film of FPS was pretty interesting. It sucks that Charlize and Tom hated each other. And granted, it's because Tom's eccentric and he does that whole uh, method bullshit. But right, and she's uh, very professional. I'm sorry, I just believe in what you want. Whatever, I, I don't believe in that bullshit. I think it's total horseshit. I don't think that's real at all. I think that's all in somebody's head. It's placebo effect to me. But, um, and again, sorry if you believe in it. I just don't. Um, I think it, it, it can produce results, but I think there's better ways. I think it's fake. Not everyone No, I think it's overacting. No, I, bro, I, I, I totally get where you come from, where you, you see it as it can produce an effect. I see it as overacting. I see it as a placebo effect. I, I mostly agree with you. Yourself up. Yeah, I like, think it's like kind of a little much. Yeah. Can be. Like uh, Jared Leto mailing Margot Robbie a used condom and shit. Like, get, like none of that mm-hmm. shit's funny. None of that shit's cool. Like it's, it's like Dan- it doesn't make Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, it's being all having to refer to as Mr. Lincoln on set. When yeah, he- and if this gets <laughs> like mad at me as a film critic, like I don't care because I don't believe in it. Like I think mm-hmm. kind of like a show I'll talk about later. I think it's all horseshit. But my question for you is, uh, Josh, how do you feel about Tom Hardy not being in the sequel and it just being Furiosa? Like, can it be Mad Max if it's not Mad Max? Um. Uh, what I would have thought would it would be Mad Max doing another thing. I mean, if we're looking at Mad Max as a big long series, like it was kind of like him as a fly in the wall of what was happening. It was mostly about Furiosa already. 
I thought the next one would be yeah. Tom Hardy doing another thing to help another people or to help another, do, do another thing. Um, like mm-hmm. the adventures of Tom Hardy, Mad Max, um, Furiosa exclusive. Uh, it's going to be good. It can be a Mad Max thing, just like Star Wars without Skywalker, you know? Um, yeah. Mad Max will always be there. Why not focus Everything on someone else? Well, he's not even in the universe. film. That's, that's why I'm saying that. It's not, he's not even in the film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can come back anytime. They're just waiting for the right actor, perhaps. Or Mm -hmm. Charlize is hot right now. Like, she can do whatever she wants. So Mm. let her have it. But um, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it it makes you cautious. How's that? Cautious to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't, I don't, it's not Mad Max if there is no Mad Max. Like, I don't like that they're calling it Mad Max Furiosa. And I'm like, oh, they're calling no, it Mad just... Max, and Mad Max isn't in yeah, it. Mad oh, Max I thought it was just going to be called Furiosa. They should just call Furiosa. No. Stupid. That's a beautiful title for a movie too. But Furiosa, it's Mad Max, Dad Max. <laughs> All right, so, so, sorry, Josh. What, so you gave that a yeah. pop in three. That's What's a popcorn next? in three. That's going to be forever. Uh, I saw Suicide Squad Part Two. Um, beautiful in almost every way superhero movie it was just plain good mm-hmm. it had everything you could ask for i think perfect popcorn three guide you really, really funny stuff <laughs> um in in turn i started watching peacemaker so i haven't finished yet i love it so we'll talk about that later uh watched harder they fall um yeah wonderful movie that's a popcorn in one two probably two everyone should watch it it's good uh really stylized I like a two for that. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's pretty dang good. Pretty dang good. Sometimes a few of the lines here or there's you know, the delivery might not have hit, but whatever, who cares? Um okay. soundtrack? Oof. Anyway. Um I watched SWAT. Now that was an accidental mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner movie. I uh, didn't realize that he's the bad guy. <laughs> and he's like twenty two years old or something. He's so young, it's crazy. But it has yeah. uh Sam Jackson, uh Colin Farrell. LL Cool J. Um, with the abs. LL Cool J yeah. with the abs in that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was really interesting about this show was that, not that it was good, it was good enough for a movie like this. It's like stylized, see hot people doing cool things with guns, cop yeah, show. Like, like, it was good in that sense. Um, not exactly my bag all the time, unless it has some deeper, some. I don't, who cares? But um, what I did like about it, though, is it was basically just the first episode of a Netflix show like today. So like the, the formula for that movie could definitely just be the pilot episode of something on Netflix coming out today. So like the same level of budget and everything back then, it was a big deal today. That's just normal stuff. We're going to blow up a plane. Okay, cool. That's on NBC these days, like almost every, and then they, you know, they overpower it. Like SWAT team doesn't do all this anti-terrorism shit like that in the way that they show it on the movie. They give like, like how cops are doing detective work on TV shows. Like they give the the unit of SWAT like way more jurisdiction than it normally does. Um, like in every TV show today, CSI, NCIS. Uh, so it's, it was basically just a great formula for a TV show. I thought that was interesting. I gave it a popcorn. Mm, popcorn. It's weird. Like a positive popcorn. Because it, is, because it is a TV show now. And it was based on a TV show. So it like came back. So it's a TV show, movie. CBS TV is really show. good at old people stuff. CBS yeah. loves old people stuff, like Queen Latifah yeah. as the Equalizer. 
Magnum Pi. Cool lines. Quantum leaving at some point. Yeah. Just an explosion in there. Yeah. All right. So what else we got, Josh? Uh oh, I watched uh most well, let's not even say that. I watched about half of this movie called Jujitsu with Nick Cage. Okay. Um it was one of those cool movies where it's like a B movie that Nick Cage is just in for ten minutes or so. Um and it's not necessarily a bad movie, but it's clearly a B movie. You appreciate it at a different palette, I guess. That's how I feel about it. What'd you give? What'd you give? Um <laughs> I gave it a half a popcorn. I didn't. I stopped watching the movie. But the, what was cool about it was the movie is it takes place in Burma. Most of the fight scenes are kickboxing, Thai, and the movie's called Jiu-Jitsu. There's not one Jiu-Jitsu move in the whole. Movie. <laughs> I saw Creed too. That's the popcorn and the beer. I say um, it was okay. Uh, how do you feel movie. about? Uh, I know you're a Michael B. Jordan fan. How do you feel about how jacked he gets for that movie? He gets pretty big, buddy. He did a good job. <laughs> Shoulder work, dude. Yeah. Bench pressed. Fucking chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, Tessa Thompson always steals the Rockies for me, but I, I think she's a fantastic actress. Or actor, pardon she's me. Good. But I, I think she's fantastic, yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. So a pop and a beer? Pop and a beer. It's pretty good. Did you see Remember the first the one? This is a better sports movie. Um, I saw patches of it. I didn't see it in full. First um, I, liked, I liked everything about Creed 2. It just wasn't like um, I didn't get the big – I didn't hit quite as hard for me as some sports movies have. And I think that big gut inspiration moment that happens uh, at some point when someone gives the big speech or wins the big fight, whatever it is, just didn't quite hit this gotcha. time. Whatever. All right. I'll, I'll go pretty quick, cruise through it. I saw uh, Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. That's available on Netflix. It is a documentary. Uh, I didn't really know this story. It is available on Netflix, but it turns out it, it took place at a time when I wasn't really on social media too actively. It took place in 2013 where um, a guy named Kai, uh, I'm trying to think of his last name, but it's irrelevant. I don't want to give this guy, guy any, named Kai. any fame. Guy named Kai. It's not even, it ends up not even being his real name in the story. So this guy apparently stops a woman from being abused with that it turns out from a guy that he was getting a ride from that he, he hitchhiked mm. with and he had, he had smoked quite a bit of weed with and he hits him with uh, a hatchet that he had and he gets really famous and he gets dubbed over for talking to a reporter who he became, becomes friends with this reporter actually is how the story goes. Cause he only will talk to this reporter and the phrase he uses when he's explaining what happened, he says, I realized he wasn't going to let this woman go and I had to do something. So I went, you know, behind him and I went, smash, 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 you know, and I mean, who didn't see it coming that this was a terrible person, right? Like, who yeah. how could you not see that this might be a terrible person, a, a transient with a, with a hatchet that appears to be super high off his ass? Oh, because he sent a, a loving message to people that you're good just the way you, like, get out of here. Like, it was from the moment go, I gave it a pop and a beer. Uh, I knew this guy wasn't a good guy. He ends up uh, in jail for a terrible crime. If you want to see what that crime was, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. But uh, you should be able to find anything on this story on Google. Uh, and I find that the, this gives us an insight into the dangers of falling for social media personalities, right? People yeah. just get famous on social media. And it, it's even like E, the entertainment network, wanted to give him a reality show. Like they chased him down. He went on Jimmy Kimmel. He went on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, all from being a social media star, it's the dangers of trying to grab at the next best thing. 
Now, uh, Hunter's 2 with Al Pacino. Uh, Hunter's 2 just stands for Hunter's Season 2. It is a story about Nazi hunters in, uh, I believe, the 70s and 80s. And if you are somebody like me that hates Nazis and people that have uh, (laughs) no... Killing Nazis. (laughs) That that has Mm -hmm. no uh, inglorious bastards. That has (laughs) no... um, uh, love in your heart for other people or other nationalities, uh, then you would probably sympathize with the Nazis in this show. But I, on the other hand, love that they just take out Nazis left and right. Um, that's what makes the show fun, the creative ways they take out Nazis, the creative things they do to take out Nazis. And um, spoiler alert, they find one of the leaders, finally, of the entire German war campaign. And bring him to justice. So that is uh, real life? very interesting. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. real life. But I gave that one a pop and a beer as well, just because it it has a mix of campy and cheese uh, as far as the action's concerned. But it's still a fun show. It's still interesting. It's still a good take. And I love these uh, different dimensional takes from that era, like the Man in the High Castle. I really enjoyed that show. The mm. five seasons of that show, where if uh, a different dimension the Nazis and the Japanese actually won the war. The Axis powers won the war. Mm-hmm. And this goes along those lines. Very interesting. Next movie I saw, I gave it also a pop and a beer. I saw Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry. You may know him from uh, the Eternals Disney superhero Marvel movie. It was good. It was a story of, you know, recovery. She suffered a traumatic brain, in- traumatic brain injury, so TBI. She got hit with a IED, which is what we are taught about uh, during wartime. It's an improvised explosive device from inside. Uh, She was a civil engineer in the Army, got blown up, and it was a story about her recovery back, overcoming PTSD, hypervigilance, and she meets up with Brian Tyree Henry's character, who happened to be going through his his own type of trauma that took place, and it shows you how trauma can bring people together, especially when it comes to building a bond and overcoming these traumas together and the difficulties you'll have running into these traumas. Was his trauma just having three first names? Like it must've been hard. Yes. (laughs) Even in the show. Yeah. The character three names, they're like, we can't abandon this premise. It it has to be a mainstay in everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's available on Apple TV for you. Uh, It's a grueling watch. Stop saying, uh, it's Uh... a grueling watch because it is a sad story and it is a story that you have to buy into and be ready to see the end. And, and, and it's really just a story. It's not using action explosions mm. to get you involved. That's it's great. not using a love story to get you involved. It's just yeah. a story. Just giving you the real meaty bit. Exactly. They, they do go for the heartstrings quite a few, quite a few times, but if you yeah. look past that, a pop and a beer, it's worth a watch under the banner of heaven. I gave that a pop and two beers with Andrew Garfield uh, it's also got Sam Worthington. It's got a Culkin in it. It's a really, really great show uh, involving a Mormonism. Culkin? It has a Culkin. There's like seven of them. There's there's like seven <laughs> of them. Um, but it's a story of murder. So if you're into those murder mystery slasher type stories yeah. or the uh, whodunits, that is heavily involved here. It goes into the whitewashing of history, especially when it comes to religion and how religion doesn't want to uh, bring into any of of their teachings the actual truth. 
and how they will twist arms and manipulate you if you are a free thinker into mm. having to view things through their perspective. It's 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 very heavy. Two dog murders. Ooh, lots geez. of yeah, and they're quick. It's like wow, I didn't want that. I didn't see it coming. I hate this. Oh. And it's like back to back too. It's like one episode dog murder. You're like okay, well, at least there won't be another one dog murder. <laughs> Next episode, you're like stop it. That is. Cool. Oh, and then and you I, think there's gonna be a third one, and then you think there's gonna be a third dog murder, and luckily, like, I, I literally uh, on my couch. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Don't do it again! Don't do it again!" And, and luckily, they did not kill the third dog. I will tell dog. you, yeah, definitely a popcorn two beers. It is an amazing story. It's very fun uh, to get through. Very interesting, and it's a good perspective piece as far as mm. how religion does these things and how it manipulates its free thinkers and how it puts pressure on people that question aspects of religion. So again, you can find that on Disney plus. If you are in England, it is on Hulu. If you are in the United mm -hmm. States now on to our drunk classic, classic. Jordan, you had never seen it before. So why don't we mm. start with you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I had not. And, um, to my point that I made during my review of Dog, um, yeah, it is seems to be the OG travel gone awry movie trope. You know, it mm -hmm. um, seems to be the original of that, and it it, it did it very well. Um, <laughs> I just had some you know short little notes because it's not a very uh, it's not a plot heavy movie. Mm -hmm. Just very slapstick and. <laughs> Funny banter. Yeah. Um, so I just jotted down a few things. The term Indian burn being used, oh, which sure. is yes. something that seems very innocent. It seems very innocent, but just and nowadays I heard it, and it's something I hadn't heard in a while. And I heard it in the movie, yes. and I kind of went, I don't think that flies nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, uh, John Candy has a. Or, or when he's on the plane and he takes his socks and shoes off. Dude. Taking oh your socks and shoes off on a plane should be a criminal offense. Yo, criminal I'm about to suffer offense. through that. I got to be careful. Oh because culturally, uh, Middle Eastern, it's common in Middle Eastern culture to do that. So on really? the flight, yeah. So on the flight to Bahrain, it happens quite frequently. And um, I shouldn't have said suffer through that. That's disrespectful. And I apologize to anyone I offended. <laughs> but it is something that is common in that culture. And on both my flights to Turkey, to and from uh, Turkey, which I'm going on on Monday tomorrow. It's going it, to be some stank up there, the, bud. The second they get on and, like, the plane takes off, shoes come off. But the sock was, Jordan, the sock. <laughs> in the when he's waving it? Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. I had an eight-hour flight to Tahiti, eight and some change, I think, uh, uh -huh. for my honeymoon. And uh, there was a man, I, was, I think he was French. I think he was speaking French. But, yeah, just as soon as literally the flight, the plane hadn't even taken off. As soon as he sat down, just takes off his socks and shoes. And he was like a really big guy, so he had these really gigantic, gangly feet. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. It, it was not, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, should be a crime. Uh, put them on a no flight list. Um, if you're on Spirit Airlines, I think they just they just beat you <laughs> on the plane for for that. Spirit, uh, we are still open to your sponsorship. 
it has the 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 cheesy 80s synth music like when yes, they get in the fight oh yeah they get the argument on the uh, in the hotel room and it like starts up that weird like softcore porn cheesy synth music it's just like What's about to happen next? Yeah, you can tell they're really trying to put together a soundtrack for sale because then they even they do that one like kind of hippie synth music techno one, but it's got yeah, like yeah, yeah. lines from the movie in it. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah, it reminds me uh, of the like selling walking, a soundtrack to a. Like yeah. public speaker. Like it was all like public speaker timeshare salesman type music. <laughs> yeah. You messed with the wrong guy. Great example Whoa. of that. If you're just if you're looking for more of that, if that's your thing, uh the Batman one, the old with Michael Keaton with the yes. Prince did the soundtrack yep. for it. Yep. Yep. And yep. uh that's a great one right there. Um, it wouldn't, I thought it, it wouldn't hold up with younger generations of today. Um, just, a, it's very, uh, pop culture, uh, droppy referency in a lot of the jokes. Mm-hmm. So like some old stuff holds up because it's just slapstick and just, you know, right. uh, just broad insults, but this is very specific pop culture, uh, humor laced so i don't think it would hold up with a lot like he's talking about the string toy like a the baby doll that's got a string yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, to talk uh, uh, talk south sally something yeah yeah oh goodness yeah but yeah <laughs> i think well, kids are like what <laughs> <laughs> they're like you mean your doll doesn't have wi-fi yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh he had a funny line uh it's harder than i think he's i think the line is something like it's harder than pick up sticks with your butt cheeks. Yeah. Play oh, I, like that. I love that. That's good. That's... <laughs> All right. Uh, the the F-bomb tirade on the rental car lady. Yeah. We've all we've all been there or wanted to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very cathartic to see Steve that. Steve Martin, you know? though. It's Steve, come from Steve Martin. It's like, wow, I forgot about this. He really goes in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see Steve Martin in that way. <laughs> the the rental car on fire scene is genius it showed why these two guys are so beloved it's yeah. like perfect showcase of their comedic genius mm-hmm. uh, and then the follow-up scene with the cop and the melted uh, car <laughs> fantastic the uh, that that made the movie right there but uh mm-hmm. i get a popcorn and two beers popcorn and two beers Puppy what about you Jeff? i'm going popping one you okay. know and, and Maybe you like you get up real quick to maybe get another beer, but you just sit back down instead. Better not. Um, but I realize I recognize it as a classic movie. But like, if I was okay, you can put yourself in the time of when it was filmed, and a lot of it was um, kind of cutting edge. You know, um, it, it kind of like you said, it was the OG disaster road trip thing. So. Um, it's kind of like when you watch The Exorcist, it's not scary at all anymore because it's been overdone so many times. Um, I got got that vibe. But putting yourself in the moment of then, um, it still holds up. Great movie. Very funny. Well written. Dialogue is perfect. Everyone's delivery throughout the movie. Every character. Remember the, the hitchhiker, hitchhiker guy who picks them up when they're hiking, uh, the, w- makes his wife yeah. grab the bags and stuff? 
<laughs> it's not hitchhiking. It's oh, the uh, owner of the hotel, the owner of the hotel's nephew, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I did some uh, deep. I did some thing into it. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked into it, and he just made that character up. He didn't. It wasn't anything written for him in the script. That's just funny. that's just what he came with. Um, and, Get your uh, ass out that truck and grab this gentleman's bags. <laughs> it's fantastic. And seeing everyone so young was really cool. It was cool seeing the old '80s shit, like a Galaga and a payphone in the waiting room. Um, the credit card cool. machine. Credit card machine, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't really have anything written down. Damn. But um, I really liked it. The synth pop stuff was good. Pop and one beer. Uh, there was some just. Why did the family even get cast? Like, I, yeah. I read that they they yeah. spent a hundred thousand dollars building Steve Martin's house for that movie. It wasn't even required like to be in the movie. One. See, that's a common thought, but actually. Home Alone building a house is like one town over. Same company, though. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that they can it's have not like a whole house. It's pop. like a facade frame of a yeah. house stuff. Um, and and so they can have an 80s. It's so they can have an 80s synth pop <laughs> montage of the wife just staring off long. Yeah. Long. On high, like Jesus and stuff. It was so <laughs> weird. <laughs> you <laughs> you <laughs> Well, uh-huh. you related to today's times. I'm like, why is she so worried about? Like, she he's called her every step of the way. Let her know where he's going to be. She <laughs> yeah, knows yeah, there's yeah. a snowstorm. Like, and they're making it seem like he might die. He could have died. And I'm like, I well, don't understand. I mean, understand why they didn't give her. Like, she didn't have a character. Her character was. I'm so yeah. worried. You know, like, yeah, nothing happened. She didn't need to be in the movie whatsoever. And if she was, they would get. They should play her. They should give her a character. Give her something to do. Like, uh, put some tension at home. We're like, oh, we need you here for this. Like, you're missing blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, They could have just cut her completely out of the movie. It it seems like a huge waste of money. She didn't even have a line. At the end, she didn't even have a line. She just looked at the camera. (laughs) So a pop and a beer for you? Yeah. Pop and Um, a beer. So for me... Uh, I love the boss. I can really relate to that at the very beginning, the opening scene where the boss is looking at their proposal, puts it down, looks at the proposal, and everybody's yeah. like at work on their watch, like, bro, come on. Like, I got places to go, man. Right, like, I don't want right. to be here on Thanksgiving because I've had that happen. I think we've all been in a, in a job like that where you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And then and then at the whole, wow, he made us all sit there just to say, we'll get back we'll get back to this after the holiday. Right. And I've, right. I've been in that situation. It's like, look, just cause you don't have a life or anything to go home mm-hmm. to, or this is the one remnant of power you have does not mean that that is true for the rest of us. Right. So, and that leads to the eighties montage music with Steve Martin versus a young Kevin Bacon. And the Kevin yeah, Bacon, Bacon dude. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes, it was perfect. And you could definitely see why, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon was a game because immediately he relates yeah. to like four or five or six really main or good quality actors and actresses because they just all happen to show up in this movie. Right. Right. Uh, you get the eighties music, him rushing through for the cab. And then you think about like how easy we have it now with Uber and stuff. And then you get to the airport and you think about how hard we have it with getting through an airport now versus back then where he literally just walks straight to his gate past the ticketing agent. Cause he's got his boarding yeah. pass already. So, so that was fantastic. Similar time when it that. comes to hotels. 
I will say uh, I gave it a popcorn and two beers. I, I just, like I said, I put myself right back in the time, watching it with my parents, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, and just all of us got mm-hmm. into this movie. I understand that some of it is not PC anymore, but it was, uh, you know, I had two grandparents die, so did Jordan, uh, last year. And mm. they loved this movie. They loved this movie, which is why I'm totally so shocking that Jordan had never seen it. And, and I've watched it with them so many times. And I just put myself right back there. I was like, this movie's funny, man. I don't even care. Uh, side note, Steve Martin's jacked. It was weird to see a jacked Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, he's got big old chest muscle, big old traps. I was like, dang, Steve Martin, you have been jacked back then. When he has yeah, to drive with the washcloth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in the vibrating bed, the vi- <laughs> skinny fellow. Uh, the vibrating bed with the beer. Uh, American Dad. This is how Houdini died. They use that same line in the cartoon American Dad. The Ro- Alien Rogers. That's, that's how Houdini oh. died. It's mm. it's the a saying that John Candy has after Steve Martin punches him in the stomach after the car lights on fire. <laughs> uh, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy, and Due Date. All movies that stole from. Planes, trains, and automobile. I think it is fantastic. So now moving on to our butter on top. Josh, we watched what? Otto for you. So Josh, really quick, because we were running Training. short on time. We got about we got about six minutes left. If you want to give us Ooh. Otto. Oh, I liked Otto. Um I I, I was really wanting to see it because <laughs> it's from a man <laughs> called Ova. It's uh Swedish. And like, dude, they they nailed it almost I wouldn't say shot for shot. They did their own cinematography and paced the movie differently from the Swedish one, but not quite that much different. Not a lot changed. It was really good. And I was upset at first, like, why'd they make this American at all? The Swedish one was great. Just like Dragon Tattoo. You didn't have to Americanize it. Just watch the Swedish one. It's awesome. Um, But I thought about how, you know, you want to reach a wider audience or whatever. Um, And if you take out the Swedish part, so that's not a distraction for you know, an ignorant American or the lame in American. Um, I thought seeing another culture while I'm watching a movie was awesome. Some people might not. That's why they put Tom Hanks in it. Um, but it was a wonderful movie. Um, it had the tear jerkers and it made you laugh. Uh, it came with surprising moments. Uh, the characters were cast perfectly all the way around. Um, dude from... Uh, Umbrella Academy, the bad guy. What was his name? With the uh, elaborate big guy from Umbrella Academy, he was in it. Um, the character Marisol was just, just Oscar worthy performance. She did it was, great. It was my wife. It was my wife. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You said it. We weren't all thinking it at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, very much like Anna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, every every actor was per- perfectly cast. It's just a great movie. Everyone should watch it. It'll make you feel good, make you sad, and then make you feel good again. Um, so pretty cool. Good job. It's a nice love story. You know, it's Valentine's Day coming up. Uh, it's a nice love story that's not about new love. It's about like lasting love, and that's not very often yeah. you see that. Mm. Popcorn and two beers. Popcorn and two. Jordan, what about you? Oh, is a male Karen now an auto? Oh, <laughs> no, he, 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 you feel that way for most of the movie, but he, he, he brings himself out of that um, gradually. I don't think that's a spoiler. It's vague enough. Um, 
the whole movie though, you're waiting for him to tie balloons to his house and try to float away. <laughs> that was Josh's critique after the movie. Oh yeah. That's so I funny. Forgot, yeah. When I Very text Josh, tough. he said it's yeah. he's like it's it's up it's without up. It, he's like it's a movie about the entire beginning of up. That's what Josh yeah. said. Yeah. That's what I've always wanted. I hate that. Yeah, so did it better. You can't create a better movie than that opening sequence of up. Yeah, I got so mad when they kept make the kept movie kept going on. Like that should have been the movie. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to see the talking dog and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, does every I feel like does every movie now in order to have to build drama uh, have to have like a central theme of suicide now? Oof. I feel like every movie has it now. Good every point. dramatic movie, Banshees, The Menu, um, <laughs> everything, everything. Um, yeah, cool it on the suicide, guys. Cool it on the suicide, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't kill the dog, right? Yeah. We all we all agree. Don't kill the dog and don't yeah. freeze the cat. That yeah. was super <laughs> upsetting to me. I did yeah, not like dude. that. But they, yeah, cat's but they eyes shooting. They save it. They it do save the cat. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! They note. do. Yes. They save. It was too real, Jordan. It was too yeah, yeah. Real. I didn't like it. it too, the cat's eyes are moving, and he's just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't no like thanks. that at all. I think I, I think I immediately got up and went to the bathroom during that scene. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't see where this goes. Okay. <laughs> um, I I sympathize with the what's her name again, the Marisol, mm-hmm. trying to learn how to drive on a stick shift. I learned to drive on a stick shift. Me too. And it went similarly. Me too. But very useful. Learn how to drive stick people. It's not, it's not, is it a dead uh, technology you know, skill? A, it's always going to be a, there. It's an obsolete skill. I've stick shift one time in my whole life, and I've never driven really? a stick shift since. Yeah. But you just, might have to get in the truck <laughs> someday. It would come in handy know. out here. Anna, Anna's good with the stick shift. She, she drives her car's a stick. I just don't I drive her it. car. Yeah. Uh, it's a, like Josh has a real tearjerker. Makes you mm-hmm. feel all warm and fuzzy. Fuzzy. Uh, I give it the same rating: popcorn and two beers. Mm. Right on. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I, I actually wrote down cutting onions because most of the movie I was cutting onions. Like most of the movie, I, I'm an emotional dude. So this stuff, like, and I, I dig it. I'm gonna, I'm going to lean yeah. more into it if it seems natural. And this one made it seem more natural, like as a way of life. Uh, the story of him and his wife is beautiful. It's, it's a very beautiful, mm. tragic but beautiful story. Uh, yeah, I figured that was going to happen. There's a scene where she goes, "Was your wife short like me?" Because he said I made the counters. That it was going to go in the direction mm. it did. I kind of guessed that that's what was going to happen. And then you, you obviously continue on with the suicide theme, and then you see uh, what's in her room. Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have Malcolm was a good character. I thought that was a great way. So we talked about some shows or movies trying to force in a transgender or mm. a gay couple, like they don't really know how to put it in. I thought this was beautiful, the way Malcolm existed in the movie. I was like, Me that's too. what I'm saying. I was like, that's all I want. I'm not saying I, I I want representation in my movies, but I want it like Malcolm. Malcolm is perfect. Malcolm was a great character. You uh, know, it actually also fit in the plot, sort of, if you want to get deep. Like, just with how Otto's number one thing is uh, committing to something. Like, being mm-hmm. reliable, doing what you say. And so, like, it fed into the fact that Malcolm became Malcolm. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I mean, you're going to such great lengths to commit to this decision. It's respected by Otto. So it fits in with the character of the two of them. 
So it's pretty great. Yeah. Really well placed. They, they were really trying to make that distinction that he's like a angry old asshole, but mm-hmm. he's he was not on the like, spectrum. He's not. He's not ignorant. He, he was yeah. on the spectrum. You know I mean? It was they really trying to make clear. it like they're trying to make it yeah. like he's not yeah. racist. They're not intolerant. Yeah. No. But, yeah, but no, what no, I'm no, saying no. is, it was very, very clear that he was on the spectrum. Like when I was oh, watching sure. the movie, yeah. I was like, even even the younger actor, I was like, oh, he's he's on the spectrum. I I, I understand. He's he's a savant yeah, yeah. on the spectrum. He, he's high functioning autistic. He's very good at engineering. He's very good with numbers. And right. he is almost has like Asperger's. He's just almost he like a Asperger's. Yeah, it, it's he he doesn't feel like he's doing anything wrong. He's simply stating facts. However, people that don't have uh, a, a aren't similarly differently abled. They take yeah. it as disrespect or rude, right? But he's not, and he's actually a super kind person. And that is never made more clear than I want to go back to Malcolm when Malcolm needs a favor, and mm. Otto asks, "Why is it that you need this favor?" And he tells him why, and he goes, is it because of you becoming Malcolm? And mm-hmm. Malcolm goes, yes. And he goes, well, that person's an idiot. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was fantastic. And that's the perfect example of who Otto is. He's not mean. Yeah. He's not rude. He just sees things in black and white. And, and, and it was a great representation. Perhaps. Yeah, it was a great representation of somebody that is differently abled and, and mm-hmm. has these same qualities. Like they're loving, they care, they just express it differently than yeah. perhaps somebody that isn't similarly differently able. So I also gave it a pop and two. I think if you're one of those people that needs a good cry just to have it, it's a mm. good movie to see. It really is because mm. it's, it, it, it's, it's very good the way it all is wrapped up. And speaking mm-hmm. of wrapped up, it is time for us to wrap up this episode. Uh-oh. So as you heard, we think we all think you should see planes, trains, and automobile. However, put yourself in the time, late 80s, early 90s, right? understand things were a little bit different and sit back and enjoy the movie. Enjoy the comedy. Enjoy the slapstick. Enjoy Steve Martin drying his face with John Candy's underwear. Have a good time. <laughs> and also it's a good see time. Otto. See Otto and have Otto. a good cry and, and feel something. I, I, I giggled mm. a little bit at that movie multiple times as well. Uh, everything, else you will, <laughs> everything else you will see listed in the description of this podcast. For Josh, for Jordan, We'll see you at the movies. And bring your popcorn and your beer. That's our preview of next week. Oh, Oh. you're right, Jordan. Sorry, it's you two. Yeah, it's going to be us uh, next week. And uh, what are we going to watch? I think um, we're going to watch Plane as the butter on top, huh? The Plane. Mm -hmm. Stupidest title for a movie ever. (laughs) Um, And I think our classic is going to be City of God on Amazon Prime. See about the really narrow crime drama based on events. Good All one. right. Yeah. Nice. Well, I appreciate both of you. They can reach the podcast at Popcorn and An Beer on Twitter. You can reach Josh at, at Gorp or at Gorp Show. You can reach me at the Sad Fan Twelve. And again, one final time, we will see you at the movies and bring your popcorn and beer. Thanks so much. Bye.